Hey everyone, it's Storytime with Aussie Dad, and today we're reading part four of Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Last Straw. April, Thursday. Today was April 1st, and here's how my day started. He got woken up by Roderick by punching him in the arm and shouting, April Fools! Every other day of the year, you couldn't drag Roderick out of bed before 8am. But on April 1st, Roderick always wakes up early so he can get his licks in. Someone seriously needs to explain the concept of a practical joke to Roderick, because all his jokes involve me getting injured. Last year, Roderick bet me 50 cents I couldn't tie my shoes while I was standing up, and I totally fell for it. I went inside and told Dad that Roderick shot me in the butt with a paintball gun. Dad didn't feel like getting in the middle of a fight, so he just told Roderick to pay me my 50 cents for winning the bet. Roderick took two quarters out of his pocket and threw them on the ground, but obviously I didn't learn my lesson, because I bent over to pick them up. And then he got shot in the butt again, with the paintball gun. At least I put some thinking into my practical jokes. Last year I pulled a pretty good trick on Rowley. We were in the bathroom at the cinema, and I convinced him that some random guy standing at the urinal was a professional athlete. So Rowley asked the guy for his autograph. And today, me and a couple of other guys pulled a good one on Shirag Gupta. We decided it would be pretty funny if we made him think he was losing his hearing, so we all made sure we talked real quiet every time he came around. Shrag figured out what was going on pretty quick, and he went straight to the teacher to shut it down before the joke could get out of hand. I guess he didn't want a repeat of the invisible Shrag joke from last year. Friday. We had our second soccer game tonight. Some adult volunteered to shag the balls, so I got to sit on the bench for the whole game. It was really cold out, and I asked Dad if I could go get my coat out of the car, but he said no. Dad said I needed to be prepared in case the coach decided to put me in the game, so I had to just tough it out. I wanted to tell Dad that the only time I'd be stepping foot on the field would be when Mr Litch made me pick up all the other kids' orange peels at half-time, but I just kept quiet and concentrated on not letting my shin guards freeze to my legs. Every time Mr. Litch caught a huddle, Dad made me get off the bench and go join the rest of the team. Have you seen a game on TV and wondered what the bench warmers were thinking when they stand in the huddle while the coach goes over the game plan? Well, now I can tell you firsthand. And you see a picture of Greg involved in the huddle and he's thinking, you guys smell, because they've all been running around. Once the sun went down, it got really cold. In fact, it got so cold, Mackie Creevy and Manuel Gonzalez went and got sleeping bags out of the Creevy's car. And Dad still wouldn't even let me go get my coat. During the time out, we all joined the huddle, and when the coach got an eyeful of Mackie and Manuel, he told them they were excused and to go to the Creevy's car for the rest of the game. So Mackie and Manuel got to sit in a heated SUV while I had to sit on a cold metal bench in my shorts. And I know for a fact that the Creevies have a TV in their car, so I'm sure those guys were totally living it up in there. Monday. I have definitely got to start keeping on top of my laundry. I've been out of clean underwear for about three days, so I've been wearing my bathers as a substitute. Today we had phys ed, and when we changed into our gym clothes, I totally forgot I was wearing my speedo underneath. 
It could have been a lot worse though. I have a pair of Wonder Woman underoos that I've never taken out of their wrapper. And this morning, I was pretty tempted to wear them just because they were clean. Believe me, I didn't ask for the Wonder Woman underoos either. This past summer, a few of my relatives asked mum what I wanted for my birthday, and she told them I was really into comics and superheroes. So the underoos were a gift from Uncle Charlie. We had another soccer game after school, but it's been getting a lot warmer lately, and I wasn't worried about the cold. At school, me, Mackie and Manuel agreed we'd all bring some video games tonight, and for the first time we actually enjoyed ourselves at soccer. It didn't last long though. 20 minutes into the game, Mr Litch called all three of us off the bench and told us to get on the field. Apparently, some parent complained that their kid wasn't getting any playing time, so the league made a rule that now every kid has to get in the game. Well... None of us had been paying any attention to the game, so when we got on the field, we didn't know what to do or where to stand. A couple of kids on our team told us the other team had a free kick and that we were supposed to stand shoulder to, sh uh, shoulder, to shoulder to make a shield to block it. I thought the guys on my team were joking, but it turns out they weren't. Me, Manuel and Mackie had to line up in front of our goal. Then the referee blew the whistle and a kid from the other team ran at the ball and kicked it right at us. Well, we didn't do a really good job of protecting the goal, and the other team scored. Mr Litch pulled the three of us out of the game the second he got the chance, and he yelled at us for not standing still and blocking the ball. But I'll tell you what, if I have to choose between getting yelled at, or getting hit in the face with a soccer ball, it's no contest. Thursday. After the game last week, I asked Mr Litch if I could be the backup goalie for the team, and he said I could. It was a genius move on my part for a couple of reasons. First of all, goalies don't have to run laps and all that stuff during practice. They just do individual goalie drills with the assistant coach. Second, goalies wear different uniforms than the rest of the team, and that means Mr Litch can't put me in the game when it's time to block free kicks. Our regular goalie, Tucker Fox, is the star of the team, so I knew there was no way I was going to see any playing time anyway. These last few games have actually been kind of fun. But tonight, something bad happened. Tucker heard his hand diving after a ball and he had to come out. So that meant the coach had to put me in. Well, Dad was really excited I was finally getting some real playing time and he came down to my end of the field to coach me from the sideline. It's not like I really needed it though. Our team kept the ball on the other side of the field for the whole rest of the game. And I didn't even touch it once. I think I know what Dad was up to though. When I used to play t-ball, I had a really hard time concentrating on the game. Tonight, Dad just wanted to make sure I didn't get distracted the way I used to get when I played right field. I have to admit, it was probably a good thing that Dad stayed on my case tonight. There are about a million dandelions down at my end of the field, and in the second half, I was starting to get a little twitchy. Monday. Well, yesterday, we had another soccer game, and luckily Dad wasn't there to see it. We lost our first game of the season 1-0. Somehow, the other team got the ball past me in the last few seconds and they won the game. So that ruined our perfect record. After the game, everyone on my team was in a sour mood, so I tried to cheer them up. My teammates thanked me for being positive by pouting me with orange peels. Back at home, I was nervous to tell Dad about the game. I guess he seemed a little disappointed, but he got over it pretty quick. But tonight, when Dad got home from dinner, he looked really mad. He plopped the newspaper down in front of me on the kitchen table 
And here was the picture on the sports page. Picture on the sports page was of Greg sitting down on the field blowing dandelions and the article says, A blown opportunity. Red Sox goalie Gregory Hefley takes a break from the action as a 50-yard kick by Demon Dogs midfielder James Byron rolls in. The score ended the Sox bid for an undefeated season. Apparently, Dad found out about the paper from his boss at work. Okay, so maybe I didn't tell Dad all the details of the game. In my defence though, I didn't really know what happened until I read about it in the paper myself. Dad didn't say a word to me for the rest of the night. If he's still mad at me, I just hope he gets over it pretty quick. Twisted Wizard 2 finally came out today, and I'm kind of counting on Dad to float me some money so I can get it. Friday. Tonight after dinner, Dad took me and Roderick out to a movie. It's not because he was trying to be nice, though. He just needed to get out of the house. Remember how I told you that Mum got on an exercise kick a few months ago? Well, she quit after her first class. Dad took a picture of Mum decked out in all her exercise gear the first day she went to the gym, and tonight the pictures came in the mail. The photo place gives you duplicate prints, so as a joke, Dad wrote labels on the two pictures of Mum and put them up on the refrigerator. Uh, The two pictures are obviously the same picture, uh, but he wrote on one of them before and on the other one after. Well, Dad was pretty proud of himself for coming up with that one, but Mum wasn't so amused. Anyway, I guess Dad felt like maybe it was a good idea to put a little space between him and Mum tonight. We went to the new cinema that just opened at the mall. After we bought our tickets, we went inside and gave them to the usher, who was a teenager with a crew cut. I didn't recognise him at first, but apparently Dad did. I read the teenager's name tag and I couldn't believe my eyes. It was Lenwood Heath, the bad teenager who used to live on our street. The last I saw him, he had long hair and he was lighting someone's trash on fire. But now, here he was, looking like he just graduated from the Air Force or something. Dad seemed really impressed with Lenwood's new look, and the two of them struck up a conversation. Lenwood said he's been going to Spag Union Military Academy, and he's just working at the movie cinema for spring break. Then Lenwood said he's trying to get good grades at Spag Union so he can get into West Point. And all of a sudden, Dad was treating Lenwood like his new best friend, which was really crazy, especially considering the history between the two of them. Anyway... Dad kept chatting away with Lenwood, so me and Roderick just got our popcorn and went in the cinema. And it wasn't until halfway through the movie that I realised what was really happening. If Dad saw how military school could make a man out of a juvenile delinquent like Lenwood Heath, then it wasn't a stretch to think it could make a man out of a wimp like me. I'm just praying Dad isn't having those thoughts. Right now I'm pretty concerned, because after the movie tonight, Dad was in the best mood I've seen him in for a long time. Monday. Well, it's just like I feared. Dad spent the whole weekend reading up on Spag Union, and tonight he told me he's going to sign me up. Here's the worst part. New recruits have to report on June 7th, when I'm supposed to be on summer vacation. Dad tried to convince me that this would be a great thing for me, and how Spag Union would really whip me into shape. But going off to boot camp was not the way I was planning on spending my school break. I told Dad I won't last a day at Spag Union. 
First of all, they mix kids my age in with teenagers, and that can't be a good thing. I'm sure the older kids would single me out on the first day. But what I'm actually a lot more concerned with is the bathroom situation. I bet Spag Union is one of those places that has open shelves with no store doors, and that kind of setup is not for me. When it comes to the bathroom, I need my privacy. I don't even use the bathroom at school unless it's an absolute emergency. A few classrooms in our school have bathrooms right in them, but I can't even use those because every little sound you make is broadcast to the whole room. The only other option is to use the cafeteria bathroom, and that place is a complete madhouse. Somebody got the idea a few weeks ago to start throwing wet toilet paper around, so now that place is like a war zone. I can't concentrate in that kind of an environment, so I basically have to hold it until I get home from school. A couple of days ago, something happened that changed the situation. The janitor put some new air fresheners in the bathroom. I started a rumour that the air fresheners were actually security cameras to catch whoever was throwing the wet toilet paper. I guess I must have told the right people, because from that point on, a cafeteria toilet has been quieter than the library. I might have solved the bathroom problem at school, but I don't think I'm going to be able to pull off the same kind of trick at Spag Union, and I seriously doubt I can hold it for the whole summer. I knew I wasn't going to convince Dad to change his mind, so I went to Mum. I told her I didn't want to go to a place where they make you shave your head and do push-ups each day at five every morning. I figured she'd agree with me and talk some sense into Dad. But it looks like Mum isn't going to be any help to me after all. Wednesday. I knew I needed to do something quick to convince Dad that I was tough and didn't need to go to the military academy. So I told him I wanted to join the Boy Scouts. Dad seemed really enthusiastic about the idea, so that was a relief. Besides trying to find a way to get Dad off my back, I have a couple of other reasons for wanting to join the Boy Scouts. Number one. Boy Scout meetings are on Sundays, so that means I can quit soccer. And number two, it's about time I start getting some respect from the other kids at school. There are actually two Boy Scout troops in my town. Troop 24, which is right in our neighbourhood, and Troop 133, which is about five miles down the road. Troop 133 is always having hot dog roasts and pool parties and stuff like that, but Troop 24 is constantly out doing community service projects on the weekends. So I'm definitely more of a Troop 133 kind of guy. Now the trick is to make sure Dad doesn't find out about Troop 24, because he'll make me sign up with them for sure. In fact, tonight we were driving to the mall, and we passed Troop 24 cleaning up the park. Luckily... I distracted Dad at the last second. Sunday. Today was my first Boy Scout meeting, and luckily it was with Troop 133. I got Rowley to sign up with me too. When we got to the lodge, we met Mr Barrett, the Scoutmaster. He asked me and Rowley to say the Pledge of Allegiance and do a bunch of other stuff, and we were in. Mr Barrett even gave us our uniforms. Rowley was happy because he thought the uniform was cool but I was just happy to have a clean shirt for a change. After we put our uniforms on, we joined the rest of the troop and started working on merit badges. Merit badges are these little patches you get for learning how to do all sorts of manly stuff. Me and Rowley started flipping through the merit badge book to see what we should work on. Rowley wanted to do something hard like wilderness survival or personal fitness, but I talked him out of it. I said we should just start off with something nice and easy. 
So we settled on Whitling. But Whitling was a lot harder than I thought it would be. It took forever to try to carve a block of wood into anything. And Rowley got a splinter within five minutes. So we went to Mr. Barrett and asked him if there was something less dangerous we could do. Mr. Barrett said that if we were having trouble with the wood, maybe we could use soap instead. And that's when I knew I made the right call when I signed up with Troop 133. Me and Rowley started carving the soap, but then I found out something really great. If you get the soap wet enough, you can just mould it into any shape you want with your hands. So we put away our whittling knives and squeezed our soap into a shape instead. My first creation was a sheep. I turned it in to Mr. Barrett and he checked one carving off my list. I didn't really know what to do for my next carving, so I just turned my sheep upside down and handed it back in as the Titanic. And believe it or not, Mr. Barrett accepted that one too. So me and Rowley both got our whittling merit badges and pinned them to our uniforms. When I came home, Dad was really impressed. If I would have known that this is all it took to make him happy, I would have signed up for Boy Scouts about six months ago. And that's the end of part four. I hope you enjoyed it.